Hello everyone, I decided to make this my very last episode discussing um, my being permanently single, my being permanently child free, my being permanently pet free. Now, what that means is, is that, um, what all that, what all those mean for me is that Matrimony, pets, and children would be genuinely inconvenient to my calling and my purposes. And matrimony, pets, and children would genuinely take away my freedom of my callings, meaning my purposes. So, it's not about egomania. Um, It's not about trauma complexes. It's not about trauma triggers. It's not about unresolved and unsolved issues, conflicts, and problems of my childhood at all. No. Um, What I, I have learned that in my situation I'm not overworked I'm not underworked I don't have idleness as an issue I'm not a busybody I'm not nosy Um, I'm not salacious I'm not sensationalist either Um, I figured out that I can be a a good, honorable, chivalrous, um, phylogenous man to women um, and still be a confirmed bachelor, child-free and pet-free. Um, because it's very easy to look at all single people as promiscuous. Most single people are not promiscuous. Um, most married people are not promiscuous. Um, there's a handful of people in life that are everywhere, everywhere in the world. But most people are focused on monogamy. Um, Most people who were promiscuous will not be that way the rest of their lives. Um, Don't get me wrong, there's a handful of people that are promiscuous their whole lives. They just are. Um, I'm just being honest about society globally and how it works and doesn't work. In terms of human bonding of myriad of forms. And most people who have done casual sex will eventually have commitment sex. Don't get me wrong, there's people who have casual sex their whole lives. That's true. That does happen. So to paint single people as all of them fornicate, no they don't. No, we, not all of us do. 
Some single people are celibate. And some of us single people... Some of us fornicate, but you have ma- you have plenty of married married people who fornicate with extramaritally. You have plenty of married people who are promiscuous. You have plenty of married people who have casual sex. They ha- plenty of married people have extramarital sex. So what I've learned about society is is that um, we shouldn't lump humans is monolithic. Single people are not monolithic and married people are not monolithic either. Okay? So I figured out that a lot of these concepts come from religion mostly. Because in religion um, it's easy to see people in one way more than outside of religion. So for example... In religion, they talk about resisting sexual temptation. You have plenty of married people who don't do that. Um, You have single people. Most of the single people, you can have a fascination with sex that's healthy without being sex-obsessed. So, they're stereotyped that, oh, all of us single people are sex-obsessed. That's not true. We're obsessed with kindness we're obsessed with wisdom, we're obsessed with no-nonsense, we're obsessed with being positive persons, we're obsessed with being holistic human beings, we're obsessed with growth and development in terms of building our character and building our life skills. Yes, those are healthy obsessions we do have, and married people have those same fixations that we have to that are healthy. Um, so what I had to learn is that, um, that healthy unmarried sex does happen and healthy married sex does happen too. So for me, this is what I decided to do in terms of dating and sex. Let's talk about it. Yes, I have a healthy high libido. However, most people that want to have sex with me don't deserve my healthy high libido because most people that want to have sex with me and most people in the world are incapable of well handling maturely a heteroflexible ambiamorous demisexual omnisexual pansexual sapiosexual sapiophile um, black autistic child and adult abuse survivor savant genius Gender fluid, but mostly man. Person like myself with a with some androgynous 
tendencies about my spirit. Most people don't know how to handle all these extraordinary feats of myself. Most people want a person who is 100% straight, um, 100% cisgender, um, and and then most people want a person where their body count is not super duper high. I know that body count is filled with misogyny, misandry, queerphobia. I get that. Those are all true. However, most people want a person that has at least a medium body count. And because of um, the compound sexual trauma in my past, my body count is too numberless to state. It was that amount. So most people don't know how to handle a sexual slavery survivor. Um, An organized crime survivor. Um, Most people don't know how to handle a person like me. A Virgo with an earth sign like me. Most people couldn't handle those aspects of who and what I am. I'm an ambivert and omnivert. Most people can't handle a person with introvert, extrovert tendencies. I'm a I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an intuitive, sensing, feeling, judging, ISFJ personality type. I'm a golden retreat personality, so most people can't handle those parts of who and what I am. So those are the last set of reasons why I'm permanently single, permanently child-free, permanently pet-free. Wait, I have a few more. My being a natural nudist, natural naturist, right? Um, a, a natural exhibitionist, natural voyeurist, and these are all within law and reason. Most people can't handle those parts of me either, so. And most people can't handle my healthy high libido. It's basically hypersexuality without all the sexual problems and sexual issues, sexual conflicts. And basically, a healthy hypersexual, most people can't handle that about me. Most people can't handle these traits about me at all. So these are the last set of reasons why I'm permanently single, permanently pet-free, and permanently child-free. Like I said... I really figured out that... Most people can't handle my views on religion and politics. As well as hot button subject matters. I love being married to myself. I love being committed 
to the well-being and quality of life of the children I help raise, as well as the pets. I help rear with other pet owners. So then I learned um, that it's okay for people to see me as marriage material and biological father material because I'm both. I have both character traits of me and born to to do those things. I choose to channel my romance and family life I have. In unconventional, untraditional ways, you know what they are. Plus, I'm a global husband. So, to pick one person, it'll be universal heartbreak. So I'm a stick with being a global husband who isn't legally married. So I'm that way to people, women the most. I'm also a global parent. And what that means is that I get to not make it look like I'm paying favoritism by having my own biological children. Like I can't play favoritism by having a wife, you know, global husband. Um, I'm not gonna do that with kids. Like this is my favorite kid and I'm like kids like that, nah. I have to avoid those appearances of traumatic compound conflicts of interest. That's what I named on the fly. So, um, because of who and what I am as a person, More importantly, because of my callings um, and my purposes, I decided to rarely have sex, not often have sex, seldom have sex, infrequently have sex have sex on rare occasions, hardly ever have sex, scarcely ever have sex, hardly have sex, scarcely have sex, almost never have sex, have sex once in a while, have sex only now and then, have sex only occasionally, have sex sporadically, have sex once in a blue moon. Hardly any sex for 
for myself. Um, have sex very seldom. Um, have sex every once in a while. sex very rarely. And um, I decided to have sex few and far between. I decided to um, have sex occurring at irregular intervals, not continuous or steady. I decided to have intermittent sex, if that's what that means. Not very many sex are not appearing very frequently with the sex for myself. Sometimes I have sex every now and then. I decided to have sex not regularly. But sometimes. I decided to have sex occasionally or at irregular intervals. I decided to have sex not constantly. I decided to have sex not consistently. I decided to have sex at an occasional, infrequent, and irregular frequency. I decided to have little sex. So, um, that's a healthy on-again, off-again thing I do with sex. Um, it's a form of sexual stability for myself. And the reason why it's a form of sexual firmness, sexual secureness, sexual balance, um for myself that are all healthy uh, because I needed to um, make clear to myself 
that because I am beautifully unusual, beautifully rare, beautifully abnormal, beautifully exceptional, beautifully remarkable, beautifully uncommon, beautifully unique, beautifully outstanding, beautifully odd, um, beautifully singular, beautifully incredible, beautifully exceeding, beautifully atypical, beautifully noticeable, beautifully striking, beautifully peculiar and beautifully aberrant, beautifully extraordinary, beautifully prominent, beautifully salient, beautifully eccentric, beautifully freakish, freakish, beautifully weird, and a beautiful eyeball. Um, most people um, try to fit into the world's fantasies of who and what the world wants them to be. And other people like me who are once in a lifetime one of a kind are rarer than rare, tinier than tiny in terms of numeration amounting. So that explains why This is all healthy sexual sanity, healthy sexual rationality, healthy sexual soundness, healthy sexual strength, healthy sexual security for myself, healthy sexual solidity, and healthy sexual mental health, healthy sexual balance of mind for myself. Um... How many partners will I have? I'll tell you. I'm talking about sexual partners. Smaller than miniature. Smaller than minuscule. Smaller than microscopic. Um, Smaller than nanoscopic smaller than small scale smaller than minimal smaller than the bare minimum uh, smaller than diminutive um, smaller than pocket sized um, Smaller than fun size. Um, Smaller than little. Smaller than undersized. Smaller than pint size. Um, Smaller than itty bitty. It'll be that amount in terms of sex partners. That means I will be self-pleasuring very rarely. In other words, I'll be masturbating extremely infrequently. 
ask for the ethical porn usage. Um, that would be an extreme rarity in a healthy way in of itself. And the ethical erotica... I will almost never do that, you know, on exceedingly rare occasions. Um, And so, um, I um I am the type of person I value sensual quality over sensual quantity kinky quality over kinky quantity erotic quality over erotic quantity sexual quality over sexual quantity Shape-shifting, quality of shape-shifting, quantity, energetic, quality of energetic quantity. Most people, sexually speaking, lack all these qualities. That's another reason why. My sexual partnership should be smaller than a handful amount. Most people aren't worthy of me to masturbate to in terms of porn stars and non-porn stars, that's the truth. Most erotica is not worthy of my hotness and my self-masturbating, pleasuring and self-ejaculating. And most of the people that want to have sex with me, I don't want to have sex with them because they're of no integrity, no substance. No noble character. And that's another thing about me. So... In terms of my dating life, my my dating will be infrequent, rare, scarce, sporadic, and uncommon. My dating would be ever so often 
My dating would be, um, My dating would be hardly, just barely, scarcely, imperceptibly. My dating would be sparsely, faintly, and scantly. My dating would be not quite, not often. Barely, almost not, almost inconceivably. It's just slightly, even, scarcely any, on a small scale. Only just marginally, and you know, insignificantly, in terms of amount. I am for safe sex, safer sex, so don't give me that whole lie of I don't care about people in their sexual health. I actually care about both. One has everything to do with the other. Most of my intimacies with people will not be sexual intimacy, physical intimacy, aesthetic intimacy, romantic intimacies, and uh, creative intimacy and recreational intimacies. Most of my intimacies with people be uh, financial intimacy, circumstantial intimacy, um, experiential intimacies, intellectual intimacies, spiritual intimacies, crisis intimacies, conflict intimacies, work intimacies, unconditional intimacies. And most of my intimacies with people will not be commitment intimacies. Um, And I must state this honestly. Most of the love that I will show people will be um, agape, universal love, filia, deep friendship, 
Falacia self-love, storge familial love. Um, most of the love that I sh- will show people will not be Eros, passionate love, pragma, enduring love, Lutus, playful love, and agape and mania, healthy, obsessive love. And companionate love. Most of the love I show people will be sacrificial love, neighborly love, unconditional love, compassionate love. For sure. And brotherly love too. So, um, this has been really wonderful for me to to be of alignment with my lines of my own purposes. I don't have the attitude of having as many sex partners as I can. I don't have the attitude of having as many romantic partners as I can. I don't have the attitude of sleeping with the countless multitudes. I don't have the attitude of romancing the countless multitudes either. In fact, on the contrary, I'm the type of person that I am married to my calling. My children are the fruits of my labor of my calling my pets are the positive results of the fruits of my labor of my callings I do not cause myself sexual frustration. I do not cause myself sexual tension because true sexual frustration is causing yourself to have unnecessary sexual regrets that are self-imposed, or should I say self-inflicted. And true sexual tension is Sharing your heart, mind, body, 
and sold five senses and a six cents with the wrong person and with the wrong people. I do not cause myself romantic frustration and I do not cause myself romantic tension. True romantic frustration is when you lack self-love in terms of you lack self-romantic love so you don't have it to give romantic love for the one that you're with if you're not falling in love with yourself and not dating yourself not being married to yourself not being engaged to yourself and not living together with yourself and not being your own sex partner for the majority of people out here then you can't be a good sex partner to another you can't be a good spouse to anybody else you can't be a healthy roommate to another person and um, you can't be a good fiance to another person got to be your own life partner so it could be a life partner to somebody else if that's what you choose I don't cause myself romantic tension because I don't do all my duties that I've told you in episodes all the time So I do make time for healthy love life and healthy sex life. And because I practice ambiamorous, ambiamorous person, I focus on who's right for me. Which means that it's not about trying to sleep with the whole globe or date the whole globe G-L-O-B-E it's about letting life be nice to me sexually and letting life nice letting life be nice to me romantically so I'm not concerned with value I'm concerned with the priceless heart value and don't get me wrong when it comes to romance and when it comes to sex I don't have Overconsumption, greed, gluttony, access, vanity, vainglory, 
in moderation and temperance. Um, nor a lack of restraint. Also comes the romance and sex. I'm not a, a person who is in total self-denial, um, total reclusiveness, total severity. And total abstemiousness, nor, nor total uh, austerity either. I co-parent with other parents who've already birthed the children of ours. Biologically, didn't play a role in it, by the way. And I'm a global husband. A husband figure to the world, to the world. Let me give you new details why I said both and I'll conclude the episode. I decided that I can parent my inner child and the children that other people created without sacrificing or surrendering. legacy building when it comes to young people and because a lot of people see me as their one and only I can still heal people romantically without um, straddling the fence with anybody's heart. 